for scuba diving. This time, so my dad and this time my stepmom is getting her introduction, like her uh, basic scuba um, certification. She wasn't yeah. able to do it last time. And my dad and I are getting the next level. So that's like deeper dives. Deeper dives. Very yeah. cool. I'm excited. That's so cool that they have like a tier system you have to unlock. <laughs> no, it really is. I mean, it makes sense. It makes so much Look, sense. Look, the deeper you go, the higher. I bet they have a pictograph, like, to, <laughs> yeah. like to sell it. Level one, kitty pool. Level no, two. No, actually, we do have a graph. Nawi and um, <laughs> the other one, I don't remember the name, but there are level graphs. one would be like reefs. Like here's your reefs. Mm. No, level one is sixty feet. Level one hundred, the abyss. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Mariana's trench. <laughs> oh my god could you imagine humanity going down the mariana trench dude like that shit it scares the shit, the shit out of me out it of scares me. yeah it scares like everyone's me so talking about much. like how in space there's aliens there's 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 literal fucking monsters living in the darkest parts of the earth yeah we have less than last time i checked it's been a few minutes like years it's been a hot minute um it was something like less than one percent of the um, earth's ocean has been explored. Yeah. So we don't, we don't even know, know what the, what the fuck, fuck is, is on our own planet, dude. Yeah. And like you, everything I've seen from like undersea, like super deep, dark depth stuff has just been the most nightmare creatures possible. Like those fucking like crabs with like the, the, the legs that oh, are just yeah, yeah, yeah. too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, we're losing the too long, damn it. Too tiny little crab body, but like seven foot legs. Also, we're losing the Titanic, if anyone cares. I don't. I don't. Really? I think it's been really well documented. It can't last forever down there. Yeah. No, it's like we're going to lose it within the next uh, decade. Can we take it out of the water? Not without severely damaging it. Seems That's like why I, would, I would do it. Yeah, our underwater archaeologists have been like trying to find a way to bring up the Titanic for years since it was accidentally discovered. So, getting away from that. Yeah, what are we talking about today? What was yesterday? Oh yeah, happy oh, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, it's a late St. Patty's Day special. And we figured we, we want to do the most Irish thing possible. Obviously, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We've talked about that way too many times on the show. Not to eventually do a full episode. Yeah, on that. obviously, I'm extremely excited. How many times of an episode we should get a counter? Do I mention it's always sunny in Philadelphia? I'll Seven find times. some points. You know, I think it's at least one to five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it's at least once an episode. I find a way to third degree something back to my favorite comedy show of all time. Yes, one of the longest running comedy shows of all time too. Really? What year was it? Uh, it it's was on its 15th season, so... Yeah, currently 15th season, and I think they got renewed up to, like, season 32 or something crazy like that. And uh, you want to know what? I, as long as they're still enjoying it, that's how long I want them to make it. And that's like, the funny thing. Like, yeah. it's been consistently funny the whole time. There hasn't Absolutely. been, like, a... They haven't had like a gas leak season or one where they Or one got, like, where they lost budget. creative control, which exactly. I think always like happens. The office. Yeah, kind of like The Office, how, like, everything kind of has to change up. But it's like, since it's just, it's just all of these three, oh, I guess it started with the three friends, but turned into the five friends who like are literally just doing whatever they want to do. They're irredeemable pieces of shit. Yeah. That are. The characters. They're characters. They're like stereotypes of themselves yeah, entirely. The real actors, sweetest people in the world. Yeah, they're amazing. Sweetest, but, intelligent so you have geniuses. This, you have this 
horribly um, toxic and codependent group of people, which I think their codependency is part of the hilarity of it. Everything. Oh, absolutely. They're extremely codependent. They um, all work at a bar together that's like a uh, part owned mainly by Frank. Mm-hmm. Frank? Yeah, who's Frank? Uh, so Patty's Pub has like all these funny characters. Uh, in season two, they brought in Danny DeVito to play Frank Reynolds, the father to twins Dee and Dennis Reynolds. Yeah, it's uh, Deandra and Dennis Reynolds, a.k.a. Yeah. Sweet D. Sweet D. Sweet D. Um, there's also the Mac. They're twins, yeah. Oh, of course. There's also yeah. Mac, who has like probably one of the most more developed characters despite him being he was the most of one of the most developed early on i think even though certain aspects of his character have even developed further over time he does kind of play a straight man in some situations but for the most part he's a god-fearing macho meathead guy yes he's a himbo he's such a himbo he's a huge himbo or he wants to be a himbo oh he would love he's a himbo wannabe Yeah, he's a deeply insecure and afraid man. Yeah. Mm. And and then Charlie. There's also Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Charlie Kelly. My spirit animal. Yeah, Charlie (laughs) Kelly. Charlie Kelly is... The janitor at the the bar. The janitor, illiterate, paint-huffing, destroyed brain... But... Cat-loving. Cat-loving. Rat-stomping. Rat-stomping. But still just like a beautiful (laughs) person. Oh, he's got a rat bashing stick, yeah. Because he, he, he got to kill all the rats. Got to kill the rats. <laughs> <coughs> Bash me, Frank. Bash me like one of the rats. Yes. Oh, my God. So that's a quick rundown of all the main characters. I will say yeah. how they interconnect a little bit is uh, uh, Charlie and Mac. Charlie and Mac were like... Really li- good buddies as kids. Yeah. And the... And then lifelong friends. Lifelong friends. And then Dennis and Dee are obviously brother and sister, and they all went mm-hmm. to the same high school together. Yeah. Oh, so they just decided to open a bar? It kind of like fell in their lap. There's... It fell in their lap with Frank. They they yeah. actually, they did an episode about it, how they got it. They did it. an episode about how they first bought it. And then like all of season one is them running and operating the bar. And then season two, Frank came in the picture and became co-owner because he had just had so much money. Yeah. yeah. Frank, and that's Frank's an extremely wealthy person. Frank back in the day had like super duper money he was like a wolf of wall street type guy he owned like sweatshops in china like he was a like a production guy made millions of dollars spent it all on hookers and cocaine but he's still that extraordinarily track. wealthy yeah um th- that's the basic rundown of the characters of like thematically or i guess narrative wise they live in a bar because they need to be able to leave and get into schemes and hijinks mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have a a a bar that they don't really give a shit about. Frank pays everybody's bills, pretty yeah. much. Like, he pays for all their apartments and... They don't really do much with the bar other than just use it as their, like, Well, in one hubs. of the newer episodes, yeah, they see, like, when they got the bar, it looked exactly the same. They have not done anything with it since the 80s. Yeah. They've and done absolutely does nothing it make with any it. money? Uh, it so. can when they want to. Like, when they actually try, the place fills up, but it's always, like, it's it always regu- backfires. Yeah, or... it regularly it's filled with, like, bar flies, hobos, and low lives. Yeah, they have, they'll have people in the So, back. like, a stereotypical bar, then. Yeah, stereotypical, sad. Worse than a dive bar. Worse than a dive bar. Like, very dangerous location. Like, yeah. scummiest of bars possible. Yeah, but when they actually put forth effort into doing events and trying at their job, they, they're actually, they can do it. Oh, yeah. It's just too much work. Or they, they've done something themselves to where, like, 
maybe the bar's filled with nothing but underage children. Yeah. That, what? Early on, that was one of their schemes to what open the open up Philly, open up Patty's Pub as one of Philly's best underage bars. Keep it as sort of a speakeasy kind of thing and water down all the drinks so that way people are paying more for less. Naturally, oh. like, this is kind of like their whole thing where it's like they're going to take on some hot button issue by becoming the worst possible version of it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we're going to. I'm trying s- to think of a show that's like a parallel, but it's honestly like a very like cartoon uh, trope. Like, Oh, what are we going to do today to make money? Or what are we going to do today? And then it's a funny little scheme and it, it plays out. Things go wrong. And it plays out in about a half hour. Sometimes it'll go on for a few episodes. Oh, yeah. It's a very cartoon formula and I love it. Yeah. It's so like, it's a real life cartoon. But oh uh, really? yeah. Actually, that's a wonderful way to The characters themselves are very cartoon. They're caricatures of, caricatures of terrible people. Yeah. But they themselves are also terrible people. As actors or no? No, no, no. Like the characters. Oh, the characters, yeah. The characters, worst they're, they're just really self-centered and self-serving and toxic and codependent. And but, they, never, but they've only been in their own little bubble with each other forever, is That's why. exactly what it really is. Like They've every, created a hell on earth for themselves. Everyone thinks like it's everyone individually just being a terrible person. But really, it's five people who have never interacted with anyone else in the past f- few years. And they just like are codependent of one another but also kind of bring out the worst qualities in every each other. Yes, they make each other worse. And there's later episodes that kind of uh, highlight this. I, mm. I really like the one where uh, D- Dennis drives his uh, Range Rover into the river. Oh, yeah, and they all just kind of like break off from one another. They all just break off from one another. And Dennis becomes just like a regular fucking guy who does like f- a fantasy baseball and just hangs out, mm-hmm. gets a fucking Camry. And is, it, 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 there's, it, it's, it's funny because... The Range Rover makes him yeah. an insane lunatic asshole. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the Range Rover back, and then he's just like, guys, everything's fine. We're in the Range Rover. Everything's back to normal. Everything's back to normal. Yeah, he picks up everybody at the end of the day. The gang reunites again. Yep. <laughs> everyone from them going off separate and trying their own things. Oh, so it's literally the cartoon, uh, like the, the cartoon episode or the cartoon trope of what would happen if all these characters... Like, these characters just individually, we get to see a day in the life of each one. Very much. Very like, much so, yeah. Like, if like if they couldn't just uh, be codependent and scheme off each other and, like, yeah. uh, come up with, like, little plans. Because, like, every, like, everything like that is very episodic. Although there is, like, while there is, like, that structure to it, there is a lot of... Um, Long-running jokes, characters, and events that are happening mm-hmm. that are called back to frequently. Yeah, like, every other character is sort of, like suffers the consequences the next time we see them can we talk about a few of our favorite b and c characters oh rickety cricket's right up there rickety cricket is hilarious and uh, artemis is a personal favorite yeah we talked a little artemis? bit about artemis as the crystal mommy of the group she's the she's uh. the psychedelic crystal mommy who has no sexual hang-ups whatsoever yeah it's a pretty much like the best friend you will ever have yeah. She's super supportive, actually. Artemis is actually like she's good for she's good to people. You know, she's good to people. She's just super eccentric and has no boundaries, so that's why she enjoys hanging out with the gang. I love her in the "Who Pooped the Bed" episode when she comes in and just takes over the whole proceeding. Oh, goes like straight to. She's like straight. Mode. She's immediately comes in, sees what's going on, and like, all right, I got to take control of the situation. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. But uh, Artemis is uh, 
Dee's friend from acting school mm-hmm. originally. Okay. Rickety Cricket is probably the, the best gri- exemplifier of how just how terrible these people are. How the terrible these people are because the most important thing about the gang is is they really do not have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Yeah. Everyone around them does. So the first time we see Cricket, it's in the gang tries to exploit a miracle and tries to make <laughs> They try to make money off of a watermark that looks kind of like Mother Teresa and their walls. It's hilarious. So they bring in this big crowd of religious nuts to the bar and yada yada. And then their friend, I forget his name, but they went to high school with him and became a priest. Uh, But they always still refer to him by his old nickname, Rickety Cricket, because he had leg braces on. Okay. They're, yeah, very mean and it would like, it would squeak around and it's like, oh hey, like a Rickety Cricket. So Cricket kind of is just like the name that everyone calls him. Starts off as a priest who leaves like the the church because D kind of like like romantically him. and sexually manipulates him. Yeah. I can't remember to what end. So that happens. Next time they see him, he he becomes homeless and they get him hooked on drugs because they have to sell it for the mafia. He and then, like, from there, it's just, like, this big spiral of him homeless and drug-dependent and just realizing at one point, I used to be a well-established man of God, and these people have ruined me. So and he stop. has, over the course of the last few seasons, just become more and more grotesque-looking because he keeps getting, like, either burned or attacked by dogs or... That's right. They said they set him on fire once. Yeah, they did. Um, so now he This looks- man needs therapy... And new friends. Yeah. Um, he won't break away. There's some episodes where he's been given the opportunity to do it. But, like, the reality of it is, is like, the, the actor that plays Rickety Cricket is, like, fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. And improvs some of the best shit on mm-hmm. that show. And I know it's normally an extremely tight script. Like, uh, people think there's a lot of improv and it's always sunny, but it's not. It's actually, like, really tightly written and yeah. rehearsed. Uh, which I, I think you can blatantly tell. Oh, yeah. Like... It's all about like the nuance of the way like certain things are pronounced, their reactions mm-hmm. to each other. One of my favorite things is too is the dialect they use with each other. Like, um, like, why don't you just pop that jacket off? <laughs> yeah, the dialect and like they're never very like heavy-handed with dialect. Like, I'll say this line, you say that line, we say this line. It's just like a constant barrage of people yelling over each other. Yeah, it's like they're extreme fools, but extremely intelligent at the same time it's more organic that way exactly but uh i think uh, i don't think it's talked about enough where people don't mention like the 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 friend lingo and dialect that they use that's why why some of the sentences they say are so much funnier than like you know i'm just gonna pop an h on this box for hornets Mm -hmm. the constant (laughs) use of the word jabroni yeah jabroni well now i say jabroni all the time jabroni jabroni i think is just like a like a regional word that just means like a fool or an idiot or yeah, something. like a schmuck. Yeah. Um, but it's the uh, don't it doesn't really mean anything. What's specific. the hockey episode called? Oh, Max Big Break. Or yeah, something Max like Big that. Break. It's it's a, a fucking great episode, and that's where the jabroni thing starts. And it's also like one of my favorite things about Charlie, where it's like, yes, he is just a straight up idiot, but he's also like the most physically and or the most talented, like talented yeah. person of the group. Like he's just talented in so many different ways where it's like he has to teach Mac how to how to play hockey now. And he's just like, all right, we're going to go to the ice. I'm amazing at this. Just follow me. And there's also when the, they start making a band. Oh, and then, and the, night, goes, the, 
I was going to say the Nightman cometh. That's but yeah, that one. episode. The but one like Charlie just straight. goes over the keyboard and it's just like after huffing paint or glue or whatever, and he's just like vibing, like jazz pianoing it up, and it's just like, dude, how you can play keyboard? It's like, yeah, it just makes sense to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then we find out in later seasons that he actually can read and write, but it's only Gaelic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Gaelic. Yeah, he he can he does he can't read he can't read. Uh, he once mistook a door that says private for pirate. Yeah, what do you think that door marked pirate? So he can't read English. He can't read he or can't write read in English. English. Super fluent in Irish and Gaelic, though. Yeah. It's hilarious. Speaking and reading Can we perfectly. talk really quickly, too? Because I know we st- there's so many other characters that we're not going to mention, but we have to mention Mac and Charlie's moms. Oh, my moms? God. Mrs. Uh, so Mac is hilarious. Mrs. Mac is hilarious, and I love Mrs. Kelly because it's Miss Yvonne from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Miss Yvonne. Yeah, so I, I think about that. Please tell me that they play on that. Not uh, really. No, they, I, no, 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 no. I mean, I think every day everyone's just like stoked to work with her. Yeah. Because she's also just amazing and wonderful. Mrs. Mac, like, I think, so Mac's mom, Mrs. Mac, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is just like straight up, once described as an old cigarette for her mother. Is just like very not proper, just kind of sits around, smokes, and grunts for communications. And like the actress herself, I've seen her in other things, just plays that so well. Just like, and you immediately know exactly what she meant. It's kind of like a Chewbacca Han Solo relationship. Or, oh, talking to a friend and you're like that thing and your friend automatically knows what that thing is. Yeah. Uh, that grunt either means she's really upset or she's on board with the idea. Now, they've done a St. Patrick's Day episode? They did do one St. Patrick's Day episode. I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah, uh, I think it was like something Charlie catches a leprechaun or something. <laughs> like every like every St. Patrick's Day, Charlie sets traps to catch a, finally catch a leprechaun. <laughs> Yeah. And then he just fa- he just trapped a little person who was trying to steal everyone's money. <laughs> That's so bad. I know. <gasps> what? Yeah, I mean, shit. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. It's sunny. So. But I mean, like, a little less direct than that. They The last season was all about them going to Ireland. Is this before or after they found out that the guy can read Gaelic? This is before. This is actually how they found out. They... They go to Ireland and then find a bunch of books and stuff. And it's like, oh, Charlie, you can read this? And it's like, yeah, dude, this is the imaginary language that my pen pal used to write me in. And then they find the pen pal, Shelly Kelly, an old cheesemonger. And that was his dad. Yeah, and uh, Charlie loves cheese. Charlie loves cheese. He eats it when he's nervous. He loves cheese, various cheeses, Mm -hmm. even though they make him sweat. Too much cheese sometimes. Yeah, milk, steak, and cheese. Lots um, of jelly beans. Can we can we like oh, uh, the pool, uh, expand a little bit more on the like humor of this show? Mm. Yeah, I think the humor. I think I so I, I talked about dialect a lot, which to me is just something I always latch mm-hmm. onto in a show. Wait, no, I do want to. I did watch or try to watch just like was watched the water park episode, which I thought would be a good one. Oh, the water park episode's great. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. If you want to like, I think that's any, a good introduction. Yeah, in in. An introduction to the series, if you really want to know just how bad these people are and the con- like how they get away from the consequences of their action, watch that episode. Because he's like, oh, I have, what is it, HIV or something? AIDS. Yeah. AIDS. 
He's like, I've got AIDS. I got AIDS. Put me at the front of the line. Yeah. yeah, and then he like ends up bleeding all over the water. She's she. Uh, they're they're speaking of Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah Frank. Frank. Thank Frank you. and Charlie want to ride every slide in the park. The last one they get to is still under construction. There's no running water on it. Mm. And they've been going through the park all day, telling people that Frank has AIDS, so, so that he can skip the lines. Yeah, but there's no running water on there, so he just chases his way right down it. And starts bleeding like Jaws style in the pool, and everyone gets up and screaming because that man has AIDS. <laughs> I, love, I, I love that everyone's screaming in the lifeguards, like, everyone out of the pool, there's AIDS blood. Yeah, there's AIDS blood in here. Um, my, actually, my favorite part of that episode is... Um, <laughs> oh, when they get stuck? Uh, yeah, Dee and Max stuck in the slide with all the mm-hmm. kids that just start pissing all over them. God damn. It's hilarious. Water parks really are just fucking gross, though. I think that was the point. So uh, have you ever fluids. been to a water park? They're really fun, though. Twice. They're awesome. I love them. Yeah, I liked them when they I was younger, fun. and I looked better from all angles in a bikini. And I just got to say, as an adult, I don't want to like sit in a pool of water with like 15 or 20 people I don't know. Yeah, I have think like the overcrowded ones kind of make me uncomfortable. Wave pools are great. They're always crowded. Like they're just mm-hmm. water parks are always crowded because they're relatively inexpensive for the amount of fun you can have, which I think is wonderful. I like. I'm personally a lazy river lady. Oh yeah, man. yeah. Like Very I'll do a few slides and then just like get a beer and lay in the lazy river all day. That's perfect. That's, that's awesome. I love the wave pool. I, mm-hmm. I love being there, especially when they have whirlpools on the edges of the wave pool. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I do like me a whirlpool. You just go to the beach, you know. Yeah. yeah but the waves actually take you yeah let the waves actually take you yeah but then you don't have enough people to do a human chain there's fish yeah there's fish. you can go like looking at you're never alone in the ocean look i just drink beer for like six or seven consecutive hours on a beach and then i go back to the house and just eat and fall asleep mm-hmm. all right guys we're all going to the beach one day we're going to the beach we can absolutely we we'll talk about it later summer's, <laughs> summer's coming up and we're hitting the beach yeah, yeah man we can record an episode at the beach that yeah. would be fun. It would be fun, wouldn't some it? some waves in the background. Anyways, I just wanted to mention that, like, yes, I have seen one episode, mm-hmm. but... Um, I mean, that's a good way to see, like, it, the humor yeah. that they had. It's very character-based. Well, I didn't want to show them one that was, like, all, like, like super bad, like, the you know, because some episodes like some are worse than others. Like, yeah, yeah. This, like, this is them just scheming around a water park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some are very much worse than others, to my understanding, so... Yeah. Right, Chris? Chris Pine agrees. Chris Pine, he's the tree hanging. that's in the corner with Rose. Yeah, he's, ha- he's hanging in there. Still doing it. So, any of, should we talk about how meta the humor is? Oh, I mean, humor. I know it's a lot to expand on. Yeah, I know, like, we talked about a lot of um, real-life issues that kind of make their way into the show. Like, they try to solve the the gendered bathroom problem. They try to solve the gas Wait, problem. Wait, yeah, they it's a- actually it's actually a really fantastic and delicately handled while still being uh, offensive and funny. I, I don't yeah. know how they do it. I do like when they try to be fake woke. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. when, they, when they're woke. fake woke is the best. Yeah. Um, so they, it, woke? It, it's they have a lot of bottle episodes, and in this one, they were trying to like determine they how they should f- label their bathrooms. Yeah, uh, they'll throw okay. they'll throw anybody. I Max usually kind of where he is and same with Frank, but like the mm-hmm. other three can kind of be put anywhere they need on the political spectrum to get a point across even though D and um uh Dennis are kind of liberal. I guess yeah. you would say okay. they're more liberal. They just tried to Charlie's kind of apolitical. He doesn't understand. Uh, he doesn't get anything. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. 
but like where they what they feel individually is not important. It's how they represent these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the most popular long running one they do is uh, uh, the gun uh, the gun stuff. Oh, the gun stuff. The gun, the gun stuff, stuff one and two. Yeah. They gun have stuff. the gun stuff one, and then they bring it back, but like worse. Uh, to me, it's one of the the greatest uh, episodes. We should have we should have watched it before this, but ah shit, it's fine. We'll we'll do it afterwards. Yeah, we'll do it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> I just always think of uh, like Dennis and Dee, like oh like yeah, like it's so easy to get guns. Like we're gonna go get guns, and everyone's gonna have guns, and they go to get guns, and they don't pass the mental health uh, or like the screening. And yeah, they, they do a buy- background check, and it's just like it says here, you set your roommate on fire. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, she was a bitch. So, yeah, I burned her in her bed. Yes. But you were talking a lot about the meta humor of the show. And I think, like, the star example of that was the the they try to win the best bar award. Yes. Which is just, like, their cathartic way of being like, hey, we've been writing the show for, like, a ton of seasons. How come we haven't won an Emmy yet? Yeah, like, you, you, know, you know it's fucking good. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. People love it. It's How come been they haven't won an Emmy? I think they have recently, but I think before they actually did, like it was very because well, obviously it's people because were because awards off. are not given to horror or comedy that often. They're yeah. just really not. Unless it's some indie darling comedy movie, it's probably not going to get the recognition it deserves. I also think like it got that the sucks. wrong kind of recognition because people don't really get the joke. That these are supposed to be the worst people ever. Well, a lot of people don't get the joke, and then you have a lot of people that watch it and take a lot of what is said and done as like as straight as possible. Like they don't interpret any of the satirical meaning behind anything or the characters' motives. Right. Like some people like they just think that feel just the trying... same way as them. Yeah, they, they think, they think that they're supposed to be relatable characters. Exactly. These people are not supposed to be relatable. No. They're. If you if you have things in common with all of these people you really need to check your life go to therapy go to therapy ask your friends what they actually think of you don't do that because your friends are probably similar to the rest of the characters they might be just a little mental surgery every night before you go to bed goes a long way is what i say mm-hmm. benny who's the when they try to win the best bar award they're just like this is bullshit we should have won by now let's go over to the other bar that won the best bar award and they are clearly making fun of new girl they have they literally have Call Me Maybe playing. Oh, uh, bruh. Yeah. Every, all the lights are out. It's very colorful, they say. Can I just say, though, that I, I do really like New Girl. Mm-hmm. And then they, they also have... Specifically just because of the cast. Oh, New Girl's great. I'm not saying that. I just like the way they kind of ripped Approached it apart. It. Yeah, they kind of ripped it apart and kind of used New Girl as like a stand-in for your classic like multi-cam canned laughter sitcom. Yeah. Even though it isn't, but you know. It, I mean it isn't, but it kind of is. They even have like the bell where it's like, oh yeah, whenever we bring this bell, you drink. And it's just like, well, that's stupid. I'll drink when I want to drink. Why am I waiting for a for an audible cue to drink? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of perfect metaphor. It's, yeah, it's so good. Well, so they try to, and then they try to, so they're like, well, we can do this too. So they try to emulate them entirely 
doing a similar setup at their own place. <laughs> and it's just their terrible personalities take over so quickly. Yeah. So like, like D, you stupid bitch. <laughs> they try to act all happy and they give, they give D so much makeup and it's just and like... And put her under like the brightest fucking light. They try to do light banter and it's just like, so how are you doing? Hey, I'm okay, you stupid slut. It's like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. dare you? I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so good. And the whole time Charlie was in the basement because it's like, well, they can't... No one can see Charlie. Yeah, they have to keep him downstairs. And then he comes out after huffing paint and sings a song about spiders and darkness and shit. And ghouls. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's another one of Charlie's fun pastimes, hunting ghouls. Uh, yeah, night crawlers, hunting ghouls, just cavorting under the sewers in general with Frank. Uh, Frank what? hangs out under the bridge more than Charlie, but Charlie will go sometimes. Yeah. What? Frank and Charlie are they're, like they're, the best they're dynamic. Li- yeah, they're 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 fringe people. Yeah. Okay. They're they're low lives. Complete and total low lives. They live in a one bedroom apartment together. They sleep on a rollout couch. They have a toe knife within reach. They eat cat food to fall to fall asleep. What if okay, so <laughs> they eat cat food? Would you and D staying with Charlie? Yeah. And you have to like what? Chug like a beer and yeah, chug a beer. Eat this cat food. It'll get you really sick and slow you down. Like you're nauseous and stuff. That's gonna help you fall asleep. It's like why do you do that? Because there's gonna be a million cats by like nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, fighting outside the door. <laughs> and <she> remember, right over <laughs> and. Right around uh, when... Um, so you want to eat some cat food? You want to have some glue? Yes. It's so funny, though, because she's just sitting on bed and Charlie does it really quickly and just lays down. And then Frank runs in, just eats cat food really quick and lies down. <laughs> it's just so amazing. These people are fucking silly. Oh, yeah. my God. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just kind of seeing that and just sort of like judging it on just like, well, this is trash. And it's like, yeah, it's funny trash. Like, people don't really understand. These are not likable people. No. Dennis is an actual sociopath. (coughs) He is. We did not spend any time actually talking about Dennis's psychology, which has become um, more Mm -hmm. more of a center of a lot of things in later seasons. Psychology? So one of my favorite episodes is The Gang Gets Analyzed. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Where they actually do see therapy. Right? But they don't seek it for what you think they are. Yeah. It's Dee's therapist, and she took her therapist's suggestion and had a dinner party with everybody. Mm-hmm. It all went well and good, except they'd never assigned anyone to do the dishes. So they show up to the therapist's office so she could decide who does the dishes. What? Yeah. This is, this is just her. This is just another example of the characters like dragging their crazy situations onto everyone around them. Yep. And uh, you get to individually see each character get kind of analyzed. Mm-hmm. By the therapist. Uh, they unzipped Frank really well. Yeah, yeah. Frank apparently was uh, spent some formative years in a what he called a nitwit school. Like, <laughs> Not the words I would use. It's just like a, a ward. You know, he needed some psychological help. He had a frog kid, uh, and then he had his, met his first love, and she accidentally died because she wanted to be a spaceman with a plastic bag for a helmet. What? He starts crying and shit, and it's just like, ah, you unzipped me. This is why I don't trust therapists. Yeah, 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 you unzipped me. <laughs> you unzipped me. Oh, it's so good. That um, was, that's another one if you so just want to... wait, who, who has to do the dishes? 
Oh, D ends up doing the dishes, D. but she ends up smashing them in the, all on the floor anyway. In so. spite of the judgment. In spite of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is the best takeaway from that episode is uh, Charlie, actually, is the uh, most well-adjusted and adaptable out of everyone in the group. Yeah. The one who smokes paint? Or smells paint? Well, he, he's going to be doing drugs no matter what. He, but he, it, he inhales multiple fumes. Yeah, he, he does huff things, but he is generally the most well-adjusted and fine with his situation. That's kind of the funny thing about Charlie. I love like, that. Charlie, yeah. like... And he had no idea until he was told. He was like, yeah, I guess you're like, you know. <laughs> I think, like, if Charlie actually had better friends, he would be a good person. He would. He's just sort of... At the mer- he would at- still have like weird interest and oh, yeah. still might go in the sewer sometimes. But, but maybe he'll have friends who are just like, hey, that's cool. Instead of just calling him like a goblin. Or- yeah. Might encourage him instead of just putting him down. Well, the one thing Charlie is, as opposed to everybody else in the group, is he's actually a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Like they're up, like he's he's got re- he's retained jobs as janitors at like a like a school I think at one point. Yeah. Oh, God, are we going to talk about the Pepe Sylvia episode? Oh, fuck me. We're at least mentioning it. There's so many, I can't. We so can't. in their health insurance scam, which okay. is literally just them getting jobs so they can get health insurance, Charlie and, and Mac, Mac. Charlie and Mac start working in a mail room at an office, and Charlie kind of goes crazy when he realizes that he can't deliver mail to a guy named Pepe Sylvia, and then just has like a full-on like red thread conspiracy board of how this company... I've seen this! You've no, seen that? I've seen this! Oh, that shit's iconic. No, I've seen clips of this. I never understood the... I didn't know it was from It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know the whole context, but I've seen that clip. You would relate to it a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a really so great episode. Get Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. I got boxes full of Pepe. <laughs> there Mac, is no Pepe Sylvia. Matt comes downstairs. Dude, Pepe Sylvia has been missing his mail for like a month. He's upstairs. <laughs> and then I just love like the quick cutaway with him. And it's like, all right, Barney, get him a cigarette. Who's Barney? And it's just like, this is Barney. This is... And it's just like some dude in like a trench coat and a top hat. Yeah, like, like a re- 1950s detective movie. Yeah. Oh my God. And then they okay. cut back to him. It's just like, Bar- oh shit, where did Barney go? He's, then, it's like, <laughs> the, then you get a sudden realization like, oh fuck, none of this was real, was it? Chica-chica. Yeah. Another part of that episode that I like, uh, that I, uh, I, is it that episode or another one? Is it that where they sit down with the photo of Bruce Jenner as their resume? <laughs> what? I don't know if it's that one. I don't even remember There's a that few one. episodes of them like applying at places, Charlie and Mac together. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> their resume is so funny. It's like, I've pretty much been handling everything in my life for the past six years. Yeah. It says odd jobs here and there, yeah, under here, work experience. Yeah, here and there. Um, <laughs> it's like bar managing, you know, just taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TCOB. <laughs> Every people day. people are just gone from reality. And uh, I see that you've also just uh, submitted a photo of Bruce Jenner as your resume. <laughs> <laughs> Winning the Olympic medal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is like, this is just the... It kind of like likes to spit in the face of what every other sitcom really is. You know, it's just like these characters don't get better over time. They don't really change. No, they get way. worse over time, actually. They get worse over time. Dennis becomes more sociopathic. The real person you can point to in terms of like change over time is Mac. Uh, there's one season where uh, Matt gets fat 
and then the next season he's skinny again and then there's another season more recently where he gets super like buff and ripped and healthy and no one really cares oh yeah i think it has more to do with like what uh rob thinks is hilarious oh yeah oh and also uh, another important thing is that like uh we talked about Mac being just like super insecure and just like subtly hinting that he's gay. And then like there's one episode where in order to win arbitration, like an arbitration battle for like 25 bucks. No, it's for the scratch off. Yeah, scratch off. He, but ends, then up, they have... he ends up scratching the scratch off and it's for $10,000, but that's how much the arbitration costs. And then they all just made Mac pay for it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> But in in doing so, they had to prove that Frank was using an offensive slur on him for being gay, and in doing so, came out of the closet. What about, what they, about when they have him wheel in his exercise bike, Brody? Oh my! Are God. we going to talk about Max's exercise bike a little bit? It's just a Peloton, but like a fucking dildo that just like plunges up sometimes. That he built himself, and it's not a Peloton. It looks like a bike from the 1970s he found outside, which I guarantee you he did just find it outside. And his whole argument is just like, "Wow, man, I'm really tired. I want to sit down. Oh, I can't sit down. This thing just like poked me in the butt." But the thing that's funny about that is, like, it could have been so easy for them to just be like, hey, everything's back to normal. We're all okay. Mac can go back in the closet. But he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. I'm admitting it now. And they play on that pretty well, too. Yeah. For no. what it's worth. And it, it's handled. It's, it, I don't know. I think it's done in a really respectful way. Respectful and for, for the sake of the show, progressive, you know? To just have an adult man come out of the closet. And then they even have a whole and that, episode. But they've known the whole time and they don't care. Of course they knew they the They still whole love time. him in their own way that they can love people. I think it's less that they just still love him the same and more they don't really give a shit. They don't. Yeah. Which in its own way is kind of healthy. But then they have it another kind of, episode. Yeah, I agree with you. That is healthy. And then they have another episode where they express his Max relationship as a gay man to God in a very tasteful interpretive dance. Yes. Tasteful. It actually is. It actually is. Like artsy fartsy, tasteful, progressive. Um, if we're gonna talk about progressive episodes that I'm so grateful didn't get taken off of Hulu, uh, the gang turns black. Yes. Okay. What? (laughs) It sounds way better than you think. Sounds worse than you think. It's actually really tastefully and amazingly done. Yeah. And the music is actually really fucking good and catchy. So basically... What are the rules? What are are the the rules? rules? What are the rules? The gang gets shocked. The gang is watching The Wiz on VHS and it gets struck by lightning. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. They wake up as themselves, but they're seen by others as uh, African-American people. Them as well. And I love that Charlie has like just this little child that everyone sees him as. Yeah, well, I love the I love the song he sings in the interrogation room as well. Yeah. 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 And I think Charlie even like Charlie Day like actually wrote all of that. Yeah, he's he's really a talented musician. Yeah. Charlie Day, despite playing the biggest idiot on television, <laughs> is like a musical genius, genuinely nice well, person. Well, Glenn Howerton went to Juilliard. Yeah. He can Did sing. He? Yeah, he can sing amazingly. 
I yeah, Glenn's like a, a really talented actor and singer as well. I like it's. It, I can't believe they landed him. Really, <laughs> I, I really love like all of the people outside, and I think like listening to the podcast itself, where they're just reminiscing on the good old days where they the serial defense. The serial that actually, defense. Glenn actually eats cereal in his car. That's based off of something that happened to Glenn. Oh, really? Yeah. So Why? a lot of Dennis's character is based off of Glenn's irritations with things. Yeah. Because he apparently, like, he, he doesn't have a lot in common with his character, but the thing that he does have in common with his character, that Dennis is, is, his, is, is irate rage at small things mm-hmm. that so become Rose, entire episodes. Rose, just a sidetrack. We actually should maybe watch the Serial Defense together the this weekend. The Serial Defense episode, yes. Uh, basically, the argument is Frank rear-ends Dennis... Okay. And does no damage to his car, but Dennis was eating a bowl of cereal and milk while he was driving. <laughs> okay. So all the damage is in the interior. You got like cereal and milk all in the AC and whatever. Okay. Yeah. And Frank is saying he shouldn't have to pay the damage because eating a bowl of cereal is absurd while you're driving. I mean, driving. it kind of is. I, I agree with that. But Dennis says he was, he was fully stopped at a red light. And got re-rented and, would have, and wouldn't have spilled it unless someone hit him. That is also true. So who wins? Fully stopped. Uh. Fully stopped, but it's his own material that gets spilled. But he wouldn't have spilled it if it weren't for Frank. I should also mention... Dennis? De- no, I think in that case it would be Dennis. You think it would be Dennis who was yeah, responsible? Yeah, I mean, in... Because no, eating a fucking Frank. bowl of cereal and milk in the car is ridiculous? Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. No, it would be Frank. It'd be Frank who's responsible, because, like, even then, in New- like in North Carolina, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if, like, you hit somebody from the back, like, rear-end them or something, you're still at fault. So I think in NC, it'd be Frank. So, Rose, how do you feel about the gang? The gang? Yeah, now that we've kind of... I know you've seen a few episodes. I think I unfortunately showed them the Jersey Shore episode, too, but I just think that's... That's a good one, though. It's it's off... It's off... Except for the anal sex underneath the pier. That's pretty on brand. I I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I love... um, I guess for me, though, and and you, Brody, we love boundary pushing. Mm -hmm. I love when boundaries get pushed. But Rose, I think like if we're gonna really convert you into watching Sunny, we should think of some more episodes. I definitely say Charlie McDennis. Like if you haven't seen that, please do. See Charlie McDennis. Charlie McDennis, where they make a board game that's all about psychological trivia of them, and it's Charlie D. McDennis all just mashed together. So yeah, if you guys haven't figured it out, um, this really isn't my cup of tea. Nope. So I haven't really watched. I've only watched, what, two episodes, Jess? Yeah, and I have to cherry pick them because I know there's some that they just won't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I don't think you would find the, uh, like, Dennis is a child molester one funny. Yeah, no, nah, that kind of... No. Um, it's a great episode, though. It is. This is weird taste in the mouth for someone who's just, like, already kind of, like, not drinking the Kool-Aid on yeah, this one. Yeah, there's a few. Um, I... I I guess the uh, the next one I would want to show you too is the gang gets invincible. That's a that's another funny one. Or no, not invincible. The the one where uh, 
they uh, try out for the football team. Oh uh, yeah, that's invincible. That is okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a that's a really good episode. They just have open tryouts. Yeah. And... Then Charlie gets into Green Man and does LSD with Frank. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? He's just like, I just want to have a nice. Green Man saving day. you right now, man. It's he's saving you. Just go with it. But anyways, Rose. Yes. Do you think you know more about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia now than you did an hour ago? Yes, but not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Could you think you could possibly answer some trivia for me? I can try. Hey, we're going to try. So, instead of trivia, this is more like... um. This is more like you have to call me out on my Like bullshit. a two truths and a lie kind of yeah, situation. It's one truth, one lie. It's up to you to tell me which thing actually happened on the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. And which one is false. Yeah, and if I get more wrong than right, I have to pull from the jar of punishment that we used in Menagerie of History. Classic jar of punishment. You should continue to add to this as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, we will. So, here are some sunny moments, and you have to tell me whether or not it is true or false. Which one is true and which one is false. Ready? Nope. Cool. Let's go. Did Mac have sex with Dennis and Dee's mom, or did Dak... Or did Max steal money out of Dennis and Dee's mom's purse? I'm going to say he had sex with her mom. That's correct. That's correct. What the fuck? It's in the episode, Den- Mac has sex with Dennis and Dee's mom. I think it's Mac bangs Dennis and Dee's mom. What the hell? Point gets across. Yeah, that. you. Um, th- so that's one for you. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Yeah. All right. Frank moved in with Charlie because he lost all of his money in a Ponzi scheme, or he moved in with Charlie because he wanted to live like trash. What the fuck? Well, we established that... Uh, They're all trash, so I'm going to say he wanted to live like trash. That's also correct. That's also <laughs> correct. Wow. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm like super impressed. Um, <laughs> bonus points. What side of the bed does Frank sleep on? Probably the left. Nope, that's wrong. What? We won't, we won't t- count any points again. No, I'm not going to count. That. I was just going to be bonus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question number three. Dennis is asshole. Why Charlie hate? Because not good friend or because Dennis is a bastard man? <laughs> He's a bastard man. Dennis is a bastard man. Dennis is a bastard man. But we, we shouldn't count that one because it just ruined it. Eh, we'll give it to you anyways. I'm giving it to you anyways. Aww. But yeah, I did ruin it because I accidentally <laughs> read it out loud laughing. Cause that's um, a Charlie McDennis question. And it's like the only one that Charlie got to write. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't think I wrote that. And it's just like, clearly you wrote that. You are illiterate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did Dennis get a bazooka for Valentine's Day, or did Charlie get a donkey as a birthday gift? Shit, that's hard. Okay, hold on. So, Valentine's Day bazooka, or donkey for birthday gift. Is he dating anyone? Who, Charlie? Yes. No. He's currently stalking someone. He's stalking the waitress, but that doesn't really count. Okay. Damn. I feel like the donkey would be funnier, but this is always sunny. So I feel like their codependency, they would give him a bazooka for Valentine's Day. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It's correct. Correct, yes. Uh, I'm actually really fucking impressed right now, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I think we like sold you on the characters to the point where you can kind of see who would do what. 
It, and, yeah. And yeah, inappropriate to uh, Dennis's rage, the gang wanted to get him the perfect Valentine's Day gift. I was right! Codependency! And they decided to get him a bazooka. What the, the first f- thing he does with it is point it at all of his friends. Yes. <laughs> and yes. then he pulls the trigger oh and then realizes they didn't actually get a rocket. I think it's a t-shirt launcher. No, uh, that's actually funny. Uh, there actually is an episode where Dennis is like gonna move away apparently or whatever and it's just like they actually use the bazooka to blow up his car <laughs> yeah yeah they did. what yeah. It, it, it's a it's a long thing like in the show he like knocked up a girl and goes to live in indiana for a while but like in real life he was like shooting some other stuff i think he was doing ap bio or something yeah yeah like, like he had other obligations so he couldn't do a lot of the season which was unfortunate it was still good but it, it I, when Dennis he comes is my back. favorite character. They you brought know. him back, and they was just like, "Yeah, I'm back. Don't ask any questions." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and it works. All right, I got another one. Oh God. Dennis is locked in a mental ward with Sinbad, or Mac fakes having cancer to meet Bon Jovi. Shit. Do you want me to read it again? Yes. So Dennis is locked in a mental ward with Sinbad, or Mac faked having cancer to meet Bon Jovi. Is Sinbad a character in the show? No. Is Sinbad? He, Sinbad's a comedian from the nineties. Sinbad's a comedian, yes. So he would be like a guest star. In that context, yes. But so would Bon Jovi. Shit. Oh man. That's hard because of the AIDS thing. Mm. Can we uh no, I cut wanna... that audio and <laughs> I'll just keep the in, keeping the ums. Um Sinbad? Hmm? My, no, no, my no, no, I wanna cut it and loop it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You misunderstand me entirely. AIDS thing. AIDS thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say Sinbad. You're gonna say that uh, Dennis was locked in the mental ward with Sinbad? Yes. That was actually a trick question. Not only are both of those true, what the fuck? They happen in the same episode. What? Bruh. I just want. Still getting a point. You were still. We're giving you a point. (laughs) I just wanted to mess with you on that one, though. What the hell? Can we take a moment to talk about um, Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito's like yeah, Danny DeVito. Like yeah, Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> the the go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. This is my move. Yeah, this is oh my, my move God. right here. It, Danny DeVito is a very skilled dancer, as we all know. I think that one line actually was improvised, where he's just it like, was go-, go woo this lady there, and he's just like dance, like go for it. Yeah, go for he's it. just singing go for it, go for it. So that they actually made a fake song where it says go for it go for it Mm -hmm. to play during that scene because of what Danny DeVito was singing while they were shooting it (laughs) okay I got another good one oh god when Mac got fat did Mac get fat because he won a karate tournament and got free Chipotle for a year or he got fat so that he can look more like an emergency body double oh my god what the fuck um, I think I'm gonna go with emergency body double. Emergency body double is your final answer. Yes, that's also correct. What the hell? I don't I, know. I'm kind of surprised. A, I have a follow up uh, extra point question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Mexican food did he carry around in trash bags? 
Oh, I don't know. Think about a very funny sounding Mexican food. You just have to say something. You're going, you're Tacos? going. No. Close, it was chimichangas. Chimichangas. Oh. Mac would actually walk around with uh, bags of chimichangas. Mm-hmm. And he got very into Tommy Bahama shirts. Yes. <laughs> what? The, the gesture I did just now is very important. Yes, yeah, yes. It really Tommy got the point. Tommy Bahama Bahamas. shirts. I'm sure if you could hear it, you could like see it in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the Mac arm movements. I think like that. that's another thing I didn't get to. The whole reason why Mac got fat for the show was... He wanted to do a commentary on how people who start working on a sitcom that becomes successful, like, live wealthier lives and Mm -hmm. can take care of themselves more. So over time, they look better as Mm -hmm. the show goes on. He wanted to do the opposite. And look worse. He wanted to look... His first... At first, he said, hey, let's everyone get fat. Oh, my God. And it's just like, I don't think I can commit to doing that to my body. He's like, okay, I'll get fat then. Oh, Lordy. And then immediately lost it for the next season. I think, like, the only reason why he was maintaining, like, body fat like that, though, is because he was literally, like, gorging. He was gorging, like, force-feeding himself stuff. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, because we mentioned the Gang Gets Analyzed episode that's actually discussed how he did lose the weight in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, I've also lost, I gained and lost, like, what, 120 pounds in, like, six months? Yeah. Yeah, and she was like, that's, like, extremely unhealthy. And he's like, no, 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 I'm doing it the right way. Dennis is giving me size pills. <laughs> What? Dennis pretty much like just uh, drugged him. Drugs him with amphetamine. And his excuse is, did you see him? He was becoming a fat slob. I can't have my gang doing that. Like, I can't have us yeah. heading in that direction. What? Oh, yeah. Real psychopath. Den- Dennis and Mac are extremely codependent on each other. They're roommates. They live mm-hmm. together. Yeah. All right. Who beats Wade? Who beats Boggs? In the episode, the gang beats Boggs. They are put with the competition of having to drink over 100 beers on a flight across America to California and then hit a home run. Who in the gang wins? Who beats Boggs? Can we also talk about um, who beats Boggs 2? Who beats Boggs 2 is good. That's a Can I great... get a list of characters who are in the episode? Okay, I will give you this one hint and say Mac does not win. He's the guy who's keeping score. So between Frank, Charlie, Dennis, and D. D. You say D? I'm going to say D. Hate to say it, it wasn't D. Who was it? It was Charlie. Charlie. Really? You could yeah. barely stand or talk, but... But D, it's actually funny. At the 99th beer, it was between Charlie and D. But D passed out on the luggage carousel. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? And she just like gently floats away, ass up. Yeah, as one does. And then that leaves Charlie to, because he also, on top of drinking 100 beers, he also ate two chickens. Yeah. What? And then when they got well, to California. I think Charlie was drinking rum and Cokes at one point too, because he yes. was getting sick of beer and he needed a break. And they're like, stop. And then he, and then first attempt hits a home run and he beat Boggs. Yeah, like, they were going to, like, do it again and, like, go get the ball. And they're like, I'm not walking all the way over there. (laughs) And then, like, you were talking about uh, the the gang beats Boggs, too. Which is, it's a way better episode. And it's a play on, uh, the new Ghostbusters had been coming out with all women. So This was, like, apropos when the, um, the, I forget the actual name of the, like, movement but it was like the women's march the meat not necessarily the me too movement but something like that it was the one where they had the uh the pussy hats the pussy hats yeah 
Uh, just I didn't know those if I stick those, I think those were just women's rights marts. I can't remember the... Yeah, it was a very specific time period, but they were kind of like on their way to one of those and oh, dressed God. accordingly. Yeah. And it wasn't the all-female character uh, re, uh, revisiting. It, 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 that's why it's one of my favorite episodes, too, because you've got, um, I think... Uh, are Max and De- uh, Kel- uh, Charlie's mom on it as well? The Mrs. Mac and Mrs. Kelly are on there. Yeah, you've got the Artemis wa- is there. Artemis, waitress. Gail the snail. Gail the snail. We didn't even mention Gail the snail. I don't know. She's gonna... the garbage. She's the garbage pail cousin. Garbage pail cousin. And the and only way to get away from her is to salt her. Literally to assault her. Not assault her, but just pour salt on her. <laughs> the actress that plays her is so fucking funny. She does this like. Like, like, slurping, swallowing of the... You guys want to go smoke weed and watch Skrillex? Yeah, yeah. You got, like, let's totally do... I, You know what I hate is that, like, I would actually be friends with Gail this still. You know... Oh, she wants to go I'm smoke sure weed she's, in, sure like, she's chill out places. Than... I, I, she seems a lot better than... Like, if she got them. her if she got her shit together, Gail the Snail would be a fun hang. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd be best friends with her, but, like, I'd chill out with her from time to time. Mm-hmm. All right, ready? What else yet? All right. A reviewer called Patty's Pub the worst bar in Philadelphia or the most underrated bar in Philadelphia. So, worst bar or underrated bar? By an I actual... mean, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. Man, it's kind of their charm. I suppose underrated? Underrated is wrong. It was, there was actually an episode where someone said it was the worst bar in Philadelphia. And then they kidnapped him. Yeah. What? They kidnapped him and forced him to write another review, and the other review was just all about how they kidnapped him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. As it goes. Uh, there's one episode, you have to tell me whether or not this actually happens. Uh, Dee gets a dog that immediately eats off her shoes, or she gets a cat that gets stuck in the walls. I'm going to say she got a cat that got stuck in the walls. Yep. Yep. I couldn't think of anything crazier than cat getting stuck in the walls. All right, and for bonus points, who comes to help get the cat out of the wall? Charlie. <laughs> there yes! it is. What the fuck? Look, I feel like we've done such a good job. You didn't even think about you did, that. You, you didn't it. even have to think about it. You knew no. it. You knew it in your heart. <laughs> no. She's like, who comes to help fucking um, Charlie? For major bonus extra points, what's Charlie's plan? I don't Meow? even know what this one is. He cuts a, a hole in the wall and puts another cat in there oh, tied yeah, to a string. Right. <laughs> so the other cat will fish out the other cat. Mm-hmm. Then they end up losing two cats on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> what? I think D gets stuck in the wall too, right? I, I don't know. I, I think so, maybe. Oh, Everyone's in the walls. There's a Bob's Burgers episode that's very similar. Mm-hmm. I got one more question. In the episode, Charlie and D find love. They oh, both, God. The both of them f- end up with uh, very rich like people who they start dating. Okay. Charlie dates a rich woman to make the waitress crazy jealous or because the woman wants to piss off her parents. Is the waitress into him? Because he, I know he's... No. St- so... The waitress is very much like trying to avoid him at all costs. So pissing off the parents? Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect, actually. Really? Yeah. Turn. Uh, I I think I think all answers are incorrect because they actually dated because they liked each other. Well, that's the funny thing. Uh, she liked him, but he was trying to 
move away from the waitress that way she would realize how dependent she actually is of him yeah i guess you i guess you're right but it's yeah. funny uh d was dating the guy and the guy was trying to invite her to like one of those parties where it's like oh we bring our fake girlfriends over and we see just how terrible they for them but for them it was like bringing like uh like trashy weirdos yeah it was a dinner for schmucks kind of situation exactly okay. that's exactly what and it was and then they, everyone thought that that's what was going on with um Charlie, uh, Charlie and his and girlfriend, but that's girlfriend. not the case. She actually just really liked them. Yeah. Huh. But Charlie was using her. Yeah. So, um, and it, it's, it's actually really wonderful because this episode gives you an insight into how much Charlie actually stalks the waitress and what he does throughout a day. Oh, yeah. His, like, routine of, like, interrupting her before she goes home and fixing Keep, up Keeping all eyes the on her and, like, like uh, fixing everything around her that breaks. And, like, uh, he puts, like, I think vitamins in her shampoo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as he stops doing all that stuff, her life just totally falls apart because whether she knows it or not, like he takes care of her. It's so yes. funny. Also, another side note that I think, married in real life. I think you would find this interesting. The guest star of the woman who Charlie dates is played by Alexandra Daddario, a.k.a. Annabelle Chase in the movies of Percy Jackson. Really? Yeah. I, she's, she's a good actress. I like her. She's good. Yeah, she's good. All right, Jess, how did I do? You got eight. Yeah, eight. You eight out of ten. That's yeah. really good. Way to go. You don't have to select anything from the jar of punishment this If you time. want to pull anything, though, you can. No, I think I'm good. Fair enough. You, I, 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 I passed this. You've proved your knowledge. You got a solid B plus on the Always Sunny test. Yes. Way to go. And you haven't even seen an episode. B. I saw two. B. Two episodes. Yeah. It's like a high school B, but like oh, a college okay. A. Yeah. College A, high school. Okay. Depends on their living systems entirely. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. Do you think you're going to watch them Always Sunny now? I think you guys are going to force me to watch an episode. That's right. That's right. That's what our friend's for. You yeah. know, like, if I know that there's stuff that I think is cool, I'm going to make everyone I care about watch watch yes. it. We are going to tie you down, my duct tape you to the couch. Because my tastes are the best. Yeah. Can Usually. I counter that? I've been watching a lot of these lately, or re-watching. Can we watch a Naruto movie? Can I counter that with a Naruto that sounds like a deal. One Naruto movie for three episodes of Sunny. Deal. That's not fair at all. One of the one of those is only going to be like forty five minutes, and I guarantee you that Naruto movie is at least an hour and a half. I'll select a two parter and count that as one episode. Thank you. Yes. That means it's four. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Which makes it more even as a deal. Mm. And we have to watch Naruto first. Yeah, you don't. Well, I'd rather finish up on it. Can we watch them both at the same time? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll just put Naruto on silent. And then, like, I just don't remember everything clearly. Yeah, I just remember them inadvertently, and it's just like, oh, yeah, and then Charlie used the Rasengan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What a crossover that was. Well, we'll figure out. Who would be an idiot savant in that show? Charlie would... Charlie... I want your... You know what? Let's start a movement. Charlie for Hokage. You know what? He might actually make it. Yeah, he could. Uh, yeah, what do you guys do? Fucking just, good. What do you guys do? Just be a really good ninja? Yeah, he yes. could do that. Oh, I'm yeah, sure he could. Charlie could. Mm-hmm. He would take a very uh, grubby approach. Yeah, he'd summon rats. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes, Suicide Squad. That. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Charlie, yeah, King of the Squad. Rats. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Holy shit. Now I want to do like a drawing of Charlie Day as that character. Bruh. If, if you, you know what, if you got if you got some if you got some good art skills and are well open for commissions, Charlie Day as Hokage. 
Please. Naruto's Hokage. Naruto's and Naruto's Hokage. Hokage. Specifically like that with the robe and all that shit. And yes. he, has, he has to have the rat bashing stick. Yes. <laughs> if you got those creative juices flowing, you got enough talent to draw, you can sketch it up and send it over to oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's oneframeoff at gmail.com. Don't yeah, forget we'll, to tag us on social media. Tag us on social media. Send us a, a comment. Uh, send us a letter. I don't know. Telegrams, maybe. You I don't know, want that'd be dope. I don't be, want anyone coming to my door. Fax us. Um, don't. Don't fax us. Fax the bar. Yeah, there's fax a, Patty's Pubs. I was going to say, there's not a fax machine at the bar. Patty's Pubs probably has one. I guarantee you they do. Oh, yeah. That's how Frank communicates with all of his fake corporations. And, like, various cantaloupes with weed hidden in them. Yeah. All right, guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy, Happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Top of the morning.